Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Happy birthday, Stephen Sondheim. Happy birthday, Stephen. I was just listening to the Lady <laughs> yeah, Watch pod. Say, <laughs> like 30 on my way home. That's my um, impression. Every single year, I forget that Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday is also Stephen Sondheim. I know. Webber. He just can't get a break. Right? He can't get a show produced on Broadway. I know. It costs so much he's money. so poor. And nobody likes him. But I do, I just think it's really wonderful. Not wonderful, but like hilarious, just like cosmic life thing that you're like, oh, right. Andrew Lloyd Webber shares Stephen Sondheim's birthday because <laughs> let's not get it twisted. It is Stephen well, it Sondheim's birthday, first. birthday. Yeah. And Andrew Lloyd Webber also happens to have been born mm-hmm. on the day. But it's definitely Stephen Which Sondheim's crazy. birthday. Crazy. I mean, listen, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, don't like remember, As we, we, we don't before. hate Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> we love Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. I need a Joseph revival in my life right now. Wait, I think that's like a, a, a clear a good distinction to make because I love Stephen Sondheim. Everything about him. Ah. I love Andrew Lloyd Webber's work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Stephen Sondheim is much more likable, although sometimes he says really grouchy things, and I'm just like, grouchy old man, cool like, it. What did he say that was He grouchy? was like real bitchy about Lady Gaga. Well, he just doesn't understand it. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, but he's also like, like a, white, old a white gay guy yeah. and a grouchy old man. White gay guys love Lady Gaga, but not 85-year-old <laughs> guys, I guess. <laughs> but for different, I just think... Uh, yeah, I think he's just grouchy and old sometimes. The whole Porgy and Bess thing. Oh, yeah, that you letter. Know, oh, my God. What a grumpy old man. Sassafrassy. Um, but he's not crazy. Somebody like should do Lloyd a Webber. version of Grumpy Old Men with Stephen Sondheim and, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like the odd couple. The because odd, yep. you know that Andrew Lloyd Webber is the Felix. I don't know and, that show. Oh, Felix is the like uptight one, mm, and Stephen mm-hmm, Sondheim mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. Oscar, the like slobby one. Right. I don't think he's slobby, but he would be like more laid like, back, free spirit, right. or whatever. And Andrew would be like, um, "Excuse me, Stephen, you have uh, you've you left, left your dishes." Di- oh, sink. that was exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> you left your dishes in the sink again. Uh, it's been the third day, and I've done my dishes. <laughs> could you, could you, please, if it's not, if it's not too much trouble. Stephen Sondheim would be like, <laughs> he would be like, no, he'd be like, yeah, my maid is coming on Friday. <laughs> She'll take care of it. I just let him sit there and then she takes care of him. Could you, could you call She's her? from Happy Maids. Is she coming? When Do you know when your next appointment no, is? Friday, I told you. Friday. All right, Stephen, I'll put it on the calendar. She, sometimes she has to pick her son up from school, so she comes I, on Sundays, but like, it's fine. I it's taken care of. this calendar so you could put these things on it. So I'll put it on there. I mean, I don't know why I need to write it down because I remember. And if you can't remember that the maid like comes on Fridays, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) My Stephen Sondheim is terrible. (laughs) I'm not even trying. I'm just doing a vague, posh English accent. That's funny. Oh, man. What a weird day. Yeah. March 22nd. (laughs) Who else will be born on this day? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. 
Maybe they've already been born. We'll see. Next great composer. <laughs> um, speaking of Sondheim's birthday and Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday, I went to a celebration last night in honor of just Stephen Sondheim, Sondheimus, at um, at 54 Below. Studio 54. At the basement of the Coke Den of Studio 54. <laughs> uh, it was delightful and fantastic. It's and such hilarious. a great show, right? It's such a great it's show. So it's so fun. I went last fun. year. I couldn't go this year, but it was wonderful. I'm, I'm curious as to how different it might be. I mean, obviously, different songs. Was there the Sondheimus Tabernacle Choir there in this one? There wasn't a Sondheimus oh. Tabernacle Choir. They did it like um, like um, a Christmas carol where mm. Sondheim was visited by oh. the ghosts of Christmas, I mean, <laughs> of, Sondheim. of musical theater past, present, and future. Ugh. And um, Playbill's Robbie Roselle played Arthur Lorenz <gasps> coming back oh, from the dead. Great. As like Bob oh Marley. God, Not Bob funny. Marley. <laughs> Bob Marley? Marley. I don't know. I don't know the, that. What is it? A Christmas Carol? Yeah. Tiny Tim. That's all well, I got. Well, Marley, his old partner. Okay. Uh, it's not Bob, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think? <laughs> You're not sure? It could be the same name, but it's not like I... you know, Bob Marley. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. Um. Anyway, to who's like, you're going to be visited by three ghosts oh, tonight. Nice. Um. Oh, it's Bob Cratchit is Tiny Tim's dad. That's why I have Bob in my head. But okay. I don't remember what Marley's first name is. I've never read or seen this That's not um, surprising. thing. Jesus stuff. No thanks. Well, Christmas. There's very little Jesus in it. Well, <laughs> in a Christmas. I don't. Story. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would not know. It's about Christmas. I assume you talk <laughs> about Jesus, unless you're like a really shitty well, Christian and you forgot the reason for the season. <laughs> I'm assuming in the book they do. I haven't actually read the oh. book because I can't. I've read one Charles Dickens book and I wanted to punch myself in the face. Never read any of them. He got paid per word. Barf. So there's a lot of words. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sondheimus was. Wait, great. this is like a total non sequitur. Okay. But somebody told me today that in the book of Les Mis, Eponine is actually just Marius's stalker, and he has no idea who she is, and she's a psychopath. No, he knows who she is. I mean... That she was like, when, like that she's basically the reason why she died, because she was like trying... The person, I, my friend who was telling me this, said that... When they're like on the front lines or whatever, she tries to make it so that somebody shoots and gets one bullet through her and Marius so they can die together. I don't remember that. I haven't read the book. Does somebody know if that's true? I read the book. I do not remember that being true. Um, I mean, she is, she knows him like less than she does in the musical. Mm. And then throughout the book, he comes to know her because he's spending more time in that area with all the students Hmm. and where the, um, the revolution or whatever you want to call it is starting. Hmm. But Hmm. she is, um, actually she's Gavroche's sister. Right. And she's obviously the Thenardier's child. Right. Which is true in the musical, but Gavroche is not part of that family in the musical. Yeah, I don't know. My friend said that she, in the, in the book, she's much more of like a creepy stalker person. Anyway, we should move on. Okay. <laughs> I'm Back sorry. Back to Sondheim. Just made me. That's all right. You were like talking about a Books. book with lots of words, yeah. and I thought mm, about Les Mis because it's a book with lots yeah. of words. It sure is. <laughs> Molly Pope. Oh, Molly Pope. Molly Pope performed at Sondheimus. What did she say? It was great. 
She sang the song from Dick Tracy that I can't remember the title of. Okay. Um, and then she sang. I didn't know either of the songs she sang. It's from Anyone Can Whistle. Yes, it was. Let me look at. Let me look at the song titles. I don't know what song it was. Well, whatever Molly Pope sings, it's the best fucking thing that's ever happened. It was amazing, and it was introduced as Molly Pope Can Whistle. So, Oh, God, oh, God, yeah. I want that to happen so badly. Yeah. She was great. Nika Graf Lanzaroni was great, singing a song from Roadshow that nobody knew. It's amazing. Um, Larry Owens, who we saw at a musical theater factory presentation, he sang Move On, and oh, it was stunning. amazing. Stunning. It was Gorgeous. Mm. It was gorgeous. And is it a really funny part because he was acting as the the ghost of musical theater future? Mm. And he was like, Steve, are you writing anything new? Wait, who played Steve? The puppet? The puppet. Amazing. Yeah. Great puppetry by Scotty Rowell. Yeah. Uh, who is from the Atlanta Alliance Theater. And he is a kind soul who showed me around Atlanta Fantastic. when I went to go, when my friend Philip and I went to Atlanta. He's a delightful man. An amazing Stephen Sondheim puppet. Oh my God. He built that puppet. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Most people who like have puppets. Yes. Have built those puppets <laughs> lovingly with their own hands. Yeah. Wonderful. But anyway, it was fun. Everyone was there to worship. Mm hmm. And it was a joyous occasion. Wonderful. And we ended with a sing-along of Side by Side. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Can't wait. I hope it happens every year for the rest of our lives. I mean, there's a pretty good chance. I wasn't there last year, but it sold well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it sold out. I'm pretty sure it was sold out. If it wasn't actually sold out, it was super well sold. Wonderful. Wonderful. Congrats all around to everyone. Mm -hmm. David Levy and Maggie Larkin. Yeah. Producers and writers and directors and all of the above. You go, girls. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Congratulations to all of us for Steven Sondheim. I mean. We're lucky. And we just pat, it, pat yourself on the back. What a time to be alive. <sighs> Liz Larson sang Some People. Uh, and she also sang, um, oh, what's that song from Marilee? Now You Know. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, how did I guess that? I was like, not not a day goes by. The other amazing, one. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, she was great. Wait, 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 wait. Have you watched the video of Molly singing Now You Know slash Not a Day Goes By yet? I have not watched it yet. Listeners, have you watched this video yet? You, Watch it! You should and I will. Um, everybody go to the YouTube. Like, pause this right now. Go to YouTube and watch Miss Molly Pope yeah. sing that mashup because it is Molly Pope mashups. Are the greatest thing yeah. ever. And those two songs, perfect. Anyway, that's all. Just want to plug Molly Pope more. Molly Pope. I worship her. Molly Pope all the time. Yeah. In like 50 years, we'll have Molly Pope miss. Molly Pope miss? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got confused because I always think of her as Miss, miss Molly, Molly Pope. Pope. Right, but like. And you mess. said Molly Pope yeah. miss. That was confusing. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now you're with me. Yes. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> other shows, other shows. We shows, 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 week. shows. Lots of shows. So many Spring shows. time on Broadway. Holy shit, we've been seeing a lot of theater. It's wonderful. I know. It's, it's a great, great time to it's be exhausting, alive. exhausting, but invigorating. Yes. Yes. We saw, we went all the way out to the beautiful paper mill place. Oh, to New, New Jersey. Jersey. And saw the Hunchback of Notre Dame. We did. We saw that thing. I'm still, like, baffled by it. Not in a bad way. Baffled? What do you mean baffled? Well, because I still, I don't know who Disney's going to market this show to. Yeah. I mean. Everybody? 
Well, everybody, but good luck to them because I feel like I feel like people are going to be confused. They're going to bring their kids. Yes, no what I was them. sitting next to a child, and it was excruciating. Because for those of you who aren't aware and or haven't listened to our interviews yet, which you how should, dare you? Um, this version skews much closer to the book than to the movie, which was already a strange property to turn yeah. into a children's yeah. music, musical. I love that movie. Um, the music is some of why do you and, love that movie? So and Stephen Schwartz is best. I don't know. I was like twelve. So Why it probably you- was a little older than than the other. It didn't catch like it didn't catch on very much mm. because it was darker, mm. even for for being a Disney movie. I just um, want you to love Pocahontas the way I love Pocahontas. Pocahontas is boring and terrible. No, that's not true. Judy Kuhn. I will listen to and whatever, whatever. There's like that fucking pug is hilarious, yeah. and the raccoon is really funny, yeah, and you got know. grandmother, Willow. grandmother Willow. Great film, and there's that epic part where he's like, "These white men are dangerous," and that is like the everything that human history is about. It's great. Why are you looking at me like that? It's not a good movie. It is a good movie, and it's also wildly historically inaccurate. As are what oh. you think? There's fucking gargoyles. Everything's it's all fake. Yeah, but that's fiction. This was this is a true story. Even Mulan is like based on fable. Perhaps she was a real person. Probably she wasn't, or an amalgamation of many people, just like Jesus. But <laughs> um, this, in the way that you like, Pocahontas enrages me because there's no reason there that there's no love story between Pocahontas and John Smith. Well, you know what? There's no love story between J.M. Barry and Laura Michelle I, Kelly. Uh, I forgot the character's name. <laughs> Sylvia. Sylvia. Got it. I 100% agree with you, and that drives me crazy. I uh, just love Pocahontas listen, so much. Listen, if it's on Netflix, I'll give it another shot. I remember not that. It was no, probably there's like a that part where, the, where the, the raccoon eats all the pug's cherries, and he's all mad about it, and then he gives him back one. He's sitting in his bubble bath, and it's so funny. Listen. It takes a lot for me to say I don't like that movie. Christian Bale is in that movie. I know you love him. Wait, love who's him. he playing? He's the voice of Thomas, the like young, um, the young kid who's on the ship with John Smith. Right. And he dies. Yeah, he does. I think he does. I haven't it. watched it in a very long time. I will give it another shot. But the <sighs> last time I was like, I'm going to give this another shot. I watched it and was like, oh, I remember how terrible it is. I listen to the, <sighs> the soundtrack all the time. Here's my question. Yeah. I don't listen to the song Savages. That song's crazy. I mean, it, I enjoy the point of it. It's a good point. That you don't like that song? Making. Wait, why? It's like, it's like an assault on my ears. Oh. Oh, that song's important. Yeah. It's so important. It speaks to such a cultural problem well, in our world. I'm it's like, I understand the message it's saying. Both of them are like, the other guys are savages. Right. It's so important. I love that movie. I want you to like it. I'm sorry. Pocahontas was 12. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Hunter. But didn't she, she legit did go to England and like become a proper English lady for a while. She did. She married John Rolfe. Um, so she marries a guy named John in the movie, doesn't she? No. They're all named she John. Ends, she ends just looking on the cliff and watching John Smith sail away and being like, oh, I love you, except I didn't in real life. How do you know? Maybe she did. You don't know. She didn't leave a diary. That's rough. Yep. 
well, you know what? We she did. She massacred all of the Native okay, Americans. If she did. She had a childhood crush on him at 12, and he was a grown-ass man, so shame on him. Wait, but he happen. didn't go for it. He left well, her. Eventually. He was, I'm saying, you're saying maybe she was in love with him. Well, then maybe a relationship happened? No, well, I'm not yeah, saying that maybe so, there were... I'm saying... I'm saying I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying I want you to like that movie because of Judy Kuhn. Just talking in circles. <laughs> uh, I love Judy Kuhn. Uh, this is not a about good Judy movie. This is my. It was like my second favorite Disney movie growing oh, up. Man, it was not even Little Mermaid, Pocahontas. It's like wait, what's the like other one? Worst like? for me is like Black Mulan. Cauldron, and then never seen Pocahontas. it. Pocahontas. What's Black Cauldron? Black Cauldron is this bananas movie. <laughs> From the 80s, when they, they, the early 80s, they hadn't quite gotten to, like, the resurgence, like, Little Mermaid. Right. They're still trying to make animated movies. It's, like, weird and dark, and they've only seen it once. Is there a part where there's, like, a black cloud that, like, consumes things? No. Are you thinking of Anastasia? No. Definitely not Anastasia. Something like that happens to Rasputin. I have this weird, weird memory. This is, like, so random. But I have, like, this really bizarre, like, memory. When I was a kid, my mom, we, like, went to a... I think it might have been an Ikea, but I'm not sure. But it had some sort of store that had, like, a children's... Like, a daycare type thing where you could leave your kid while you shopped in the store. Mm -hmm. Which was something that had my parents had never... Never, ever would ever leave me in a place like that. Sure. And for some reason, my mom <laughs> did that day. Yeah. And they played this movie that I watched while I was there. And it terrified mm. me. And all I can remember now is that there was like a castle. And and there was like this something in the dungeon of the castle that was like this. But it, reminded, it reminds me of uh, in the Ten Commandments when, like, the angel of death is, like, this black cloud. That, yeah. Like, and it was like that, and I was absolutely horrified. I don't honestly... If anyone knows what movie I'm talking yeah, about, let a bitch know. I don't honestly remember all the details of the Black Cauldron, except I saw it sometime when I was in high school, and I was like, what was happening in the 80s? Why was this made as a children's movie? What do you think is the best Disney movie ever made? Oh, God, that's a really hard one. The Fox and the Hound. Whoa! I love the fox and the hound. I don't. I have uh, It's so beautiful. Seen that. I think as a movie and as a story, it like it's so much smarter than it needs to be. It's just very. It's just very heartfelt. I think it's I'm on Netflix. You should I probably watch. pick probably Mulan. Mulan is really good. Real good. I mean, real real good. Of the newer ones, that's probably my favorite. Great movie. Yeah. What were we talking about? Hunchback of Notre Dame. God damn it. I gotta watch. I guess I should watch that movie. Maybe. Yeah, Meh. it's enjoyable. It's much lighter than the the show, and it's. Um, I just am saying, don't take your fucking kids to the Hunchback when it's on the Broadway. Yeah, it's, I think this is a sorry. Yeah, ten and up. Yeah, I mean, and it depends on your kid. New York kids, who knows? Right. Tourist kids. Maybe not. I was sitting next to what I would assume was like a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. and they w- they were not capable of sitting through a two-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, there's not a lot happening to keep their attention because it's, it's serious and it's dark right. and it sounds gorgeous, but there's yeah. not a lot of 
well, I was going to say a lot of flash. <laughs> Just funny because there <laughs> is some, literally like, flash. There's literally flash. Do you think they're going to keep the 50 person choir for Broadway? I really hope so. But how can they afford that? I don't know. Like that's going to fuck their weekly Volunteers? nut. <laughs> I volunteer. Um, unacceptable. That's like when Oprah wanted people to be her opening act for free, and Lena Dunham well, wanted people to be her opening act for free, and that's unacceptable. But I volunteer. But you can't ask people to perform. Why you should be paid if you're performing on the Broadway. You should be paid. But I volunteer. That's also against the union. I know. Unless you like bought it in an auction. Yeah, which is like some sort of special dispensation <laughs> for charity. <laughs> I'll buy it in an auction, except I don't have money because you're not paying me for my work. Exactly. Just kidding. Uh, it's a cycle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope so. Maybe not as big. I wonder how they're going to... I Disney money? Cannot imagine. But it's not about Disney money because it's about... It's about Running how... Costs. It's Yeah, it's about making ends meet every week. I know. Because there was literally a 50 person choir and they sounded fucking gorgeous. But also here's my other question. That set is built around a 50 person choir yeah. being on the inti- the set the entire time. So how is the set design going to change when they don't have a 50 person choir? Because there's no way they can afford a 50 person choir. Equity minimums, $1,800 a week. Something like around 1800. Well, ask Lincoln center how they're putting on the King and I, how many people are in the King and I, there's like 40 people in the King and I. Yeah. Well, okay. But this is like, if there's 40 total, but like Big Fish had a cast of 35 or whatever, this is 50 plus a cast of 30. I believe in magic. (laughs) No, oh my God, I forgot. The best Disney movie. The Prince of Egypt. I fucking love that movie. movie. That's a DreamWorks movie. Animated film then. They're all they're nope, all Disney they to me. Not. They're all Disney to me. Yeah. If it's animated, it's definitely Disney. That just Wait. shows how you've been brainwashed by Disney. <laughs> that just shows you how much I don't give a fuck. Brand recognition. <laughs> animated must be Disney. No, that just means I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's DreamWorks. There's like 50% of the Disney movies I don't even think I've seen. Didn't Steven Schwartz do the music for that? I have no idea. Mariah Carey. Sandra Bullock. Sandra, I've never seen The Prince of Egypt. What? I don't think so. Maybe I have. It's excellent. Oh my God. I've seen it like 400 times because it was like the only VHS tape we had at my synagogue. <laughs> that and the Rugrats Passover. I mean, I don't think we had any tapes at my church because we didn't watch movies. Why didn't you, like at daycare, you didn't watch movies? I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have like church daycare or Sunday school because I went to Catholic school. Oh, well, I guess so this I is, I'm sorry, I should be more specific. High Holy day. Days. I would volunteer at the High Holy Day. I remember that. Um, so I didn't have to go to services. And we would always watch the Prince of Egypt. I'm trying to remember if we had. And you got to eat food, so I didn't have to fast. I guess we, I guess they had babysitting available. I never did it though. That's weird. That is weird. You just really wanted to go. Be with no, the Lord. I didn't. <laughs> well, at that point, I, maybe I did. <laughs> what was I looking up? The Prince of Egypt. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Sandra Bullock's voice acting is so on point. Who is she? She's Miriam. My favorite Hebrew name. Who's Miriam? What? Is she Moses' mom? Sister. <laughs> oh, Moses had a sister? How did you go to Catholic school and we you just don't learned the know... stories in the vague? That's a story uh, in I the know, Bible, but... in your Bible, my Bible too. You don't have a Bible. The Torah. 
I don't understand how you don't know about Moses. I know about Moses. He was in the basket and he went down the river and he was raised in a in a nice family. A nice family? Or, something. or with the Pharaoh, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like friends with Ramses. Ramses? Whatever. I just combined that with Ramadan. <laughs> That's what happened. Ramsey is the first. Yeah. Because if you ever find yourself. My two favorite Hebrew names, Miriam, Johanna. That's Moses's mother. Oh. Right. I think I'm remembering this right. I only know Joseph's brother's name from the movie (laughs) called Joseph. Oh, my God. It's such a great movie. Uh, Well, maybe it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Netflix. Oh, my God. If it's on Netflix, I'm totally watching it tonight. Do it. Well, let's talk about. Wait, who Hunchback, who wrote though. the music and yeah, Stephen Schwartz. That's one I. Thought. Another excellent Stephen Schwartz mu- music. Um, I had a solo in choir when we sang um, "When You Believe." Yeah, that song is great. Excellent. I think you would really like the Prince I'm of sure Egypt. I would. It's I wasn't a- like not watching it out of principle <laughs> or something. Like I don't watch Pocahontas. <laughs> anyway, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I had some thoughts. Yeah. But uh, it was all right. No, it was good. Hey, this is what happened. At intermission, I was like, this is highly enjoyable and great, and I'm really liking it. And then because of the very, 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 very end of the show, I hated everything. Yeah. Not really, but kind of, yes. Yeah. Well, I thought the second act was much weaker than the first act, though. Well, it, it is a little bit. I mean, all of the songs... All of the good songs are in the first mm. act. Not the bad songs aren't in the second act necessarily. There aren't any really songs mm. in the second act. Mm. Um, all the songs from the movie are in the first act. Right. And then it's sort of, in in the way that musicals go, you know, you hit your climax at the end of the first act and then you have to wrap things up. Wrap it up. Tie it up. And uh, it felt a lot like that. Yeah. The second act needs work. Yeah. And I I know that they're not going to change this, but I was completely infuriated by the ending where Quasimodo wiped his makeup off and took his hump off. And then everyone else in the ensemble put stuff on their face and got into these contorted positions. And then you were like, oh, so disability is a metaphor for human suffering. Fuck you. It made me so angry. I'm so angry about it. Mm. I just I just don't understand, like, how you do that. That's unacceptable. Because I don't think that's what they were trying to say. What do you think they were trying to say? I think it was the... Uh, I don't know, know that it was done very well, especially because I saw this reaction from you coming. <laughs> so do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. So then I was like, people are right because when we weren't sitting way. together and when we met back right. up and I was like, I and you were like hated that ending. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I did. The a- end was especially the very end was repeating that idea. What makes the monster and what makes the man and him taking it or up. woman sexism. Continue. I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, that's probably a line directly from the book. Fuck you. Who wrote this thing? Victor Hugo. Oh, who that wrote guy. God damn it. Um. So these, you know, he, he the idea is that in the everyone sees Quasimodo as the monster, but the real monster is right. Frollo. Totally. So less like 
our your disabilities are our suffering and or like we're we have problems too so we all have problems together uh which I think it can be seen as obviously right I think it was more like trying to say what you see and you may see as monstrous is that's not you have to judge the person by their character. And I think him taking off the hump and the makeup was part of the whole sort of presentational aspect of it. Cause he mm. comes on and puts yeah. it on. And I think it's, it's when they're like, he like then tells the, what happened to Quasimodo. So very occasionally they would do that storytelling effect. Mm. I don't think it was done consistently enough. It was to, not consistent like whatsoever. At the end to make that, and now I'm not playing a character. I am the actor again. Hmm. And I'm just giving you the epilogue or whatever. They definitely don't work out the points when there's like narration and when there's yeah. not narration. Because that was yeah. so all over the place. Yeah. It was very sporadic. Yeah. I feel like forgot. Oh, we were doing that. <laughs> Somebody, you, you, ensemble member. Yeah. Come, come, yeah. just tell this line about narration. But obviously, if... um. If this is how, if it's muddled enough for it not to come across clearly mm. and it can be seen in ways that, that are ridiculous, then it should be worked out. But I agree with you that I do not think it will be changed. No, they're definitely not going to change it. It's definitely a direction choice. I mean, uh, I, I think, well, they're all working together because the director is Scott Schwartz, Stephen Schwartz's son. What? So wait, what? <laughs> what are his other credits? In, uh, Hold up, know. where's my playbook? I noticed. That oh my god! Paper Mill, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Broadway, Golda's Balcony, Jane Eyre, co-directed with John Caird. Yeah. Off Broadway, Murder for Two. I liked What's Murder for Two. Simon Schwartz, Scott. Oh, good. I was right. Bat Boy. He directed Bat Boy. Patty. Original Off Broadway. Yes. Okay. Um and uh tick tick boom. <gasps> How fun. The Foreigner Rooms, The Castle, No Way to Treat a Lady, New York City Opera. Seance on a wet afternoon. That sounds like <laughs> a weird show. <laughs> and then um, he, he's worked with a ton of regional places. Yeah. That is very interesting. So obviously I think because it was a family affair, they all sort of worked worked it out together. So I don't know in diff, you know, when it's licensed and it goes regional, they'll do the ending however they want to do the ending. I don't think it's necessarily mm. written the way it's directed. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it could be Well, I would wonder if the well, I don't know. Hmm. There's nothing in the script that's like about them putting is, their costumes yeah. on and off. I mean, maybe there is actually. Can we get but a copy of the script, so. y'all? It's like Pippin, where it's done as, as like a theater troupe, but you can sort of interpret that however you want to interpret it. I guess. I think from I don't know whatever. I have lots of thoughts. If you want to, I think I think the vast majority. No, I don't know about the vast majority. I think a lot of regional productions of shows that have been on recently on the Broadway mm-hmm. are. Borrow. The completely rip the direction. Yeah. Based on the production of Big Fish I saw this weekend. Well, especially now that video yeah. video bootlegs are so much more available. We're gonna circle back to this, like, but I just wanna I just I just think that this is 
timely to say that the marketing director for the theater that I saw Big Fish at over the weekend, he was promoting their upcoming season. Mm-hmm. One of the shows that they in their upcoming season was Violet. And maybe it was a slip of the tongue, but he was like, he was like, and we're going to be presenting the recent production of Violet, like the recent Broadway oh. production of Violet. And I was like, honey, you ain't, you're, you're not putting on the recent production, Broadway production of Violet. You're putting on Violet. Yeah. Mm, I mean, based on what I saw in Big Fish, they will be putting on the recent <laughs> Broadway production of Violet. Yeah. But we'll circle back to that later. Yeah. Anyway, Notre Dame, look at Patrick Page. It's fucking um, incredible. Yeah. Everyone agrees on that. Yep. Patrick Page is amazing. Mm-hmm. Sierra Renee, wonderful. She was fantastic. Michael Arden, great. He was really good. Everyone was His wonderful. Voice is nonsense. Holy shit. Oh my God. It was weird that he like was talking in Quasimodo voice and then singing so well, goddamn beautifully. One reason I thought that worked is when he was talking to his statue friends, spoiler alert, no gargoyles, but right. they, because it's again, no longer like for children. I mean, they, I think they're they, gargoyles. Well, they're like the statues of the saints, but they're not oh, like, you know, I've been telling wings. everyone that they were gargoyles. But it's a similar idea. They're just, even though there are laughs, they're not as, they're not used as much for comedic effect as they are in the, uh, in the movie. Because okay. it's a children's movie <laughs> about um, terrible things. Um, but uh, when he talks to them, his voice isn't as affected. Mm. And I think it's because that's how he hears himself. Mm. So when he's like singing that. out there, he's yeah, like, sense. I can just sing. And he doesn't have tunnels. It's just like in the King's speech when he puts headphones on and talks. And he right. doesn't have a stutter. Right. Great. Okay, right. I like that. Or like that thing in, in People in the Picture that we loved. When <gasps> yes. Were, when they were speaking, um, when there was all the Yiddish people together, yeah. they were they had There's no accents. No and when accents. they were in future times, and they were speaking in English, they had it. She had a Yiddish accent. Yeah. It was genius direction. It's really great. I loved the people in the picture. <laughs> I hate everyone that didn't see it and who didn't like it. That's not true. They're my favorite musicals. They're your favorite musicals. There are no bad musicals. You just wish they liked it. I just really, I just wish that people liked, appreciated, appreciated, and enjoyed what I enjoyed yeah. and appreciated in that show and yeah. in that Donna Murphy performance. Oh, man, Donna Murphy. I know. Did you see what she tweeted to Stephen Sondheim today? No. I mean, not at him because he's not, he's not on Twitter. So she, I hope she sent him a text or something. I'm sure. But she was like, happy birthday, Stephen Sondheim. I can't imagine what my life would be without you or your work or Me something too. like that. Like, Donna oh, Murphy. Oh, Donna Murphy. We agree. Don't we all agree? Um, I love so Patrick Page. So Hunchback is playing through April 5th. Get out there if Do you it. want. It's a great production. It'll it sounds amazing. Definitely be on Broadway, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably going to transfer, but especially if they're not going to be able to have that chorus. Get out there. Do yourself a favor and listen. Go listen to that music. It's so real good. Helen Mankin has a specific sound, but maybe one of the things I love so much about... Um, about Hunchback is that it's so different because it's so stylized. Mm. Also, maybe as a young child, even in that movie, even in the sanitized version of it, it still was like, look at this hypocrisy in the Catholic Church. And oh, probably, it awakened something I in you. subconsciously was like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Wait, when, how old were you when The Hunchback came out? Um, the Hunchback. The Hunchback. I just called it The Hunchback. The Hunchback. Let me double check. I believe it came out in 1996. Oh, six. I thought five. So 1996, I was 13. 
per- that's like that right is like this is I all was, bogus. I was done with being at the same school with the same seventy six people for nine years, <laughs> and I was a little like I can't believe you were at Catholic school for so long. And they never taught you about Moses. We learned about Moses, but why can't you remember what I his guess sister's we didn't name learned is? About Miriam, sexism. I don't know. What did she Misogyny. Do? Oh, my God. Why would they not teach you about Miriam? She's the shit. What'd she do? Miriam's the best. She saves everyone, kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Moses saves everyone, but she facilitates Moses saving Is everyone. she in the Ten Commandments movie? We definitely watched yes! it a bunch of times. I don't yes! remember it. I don't know why. Uh, I mostly just remember Joseph. That's fine. <laughs> and, like... From the New Testament, the loaves and the fishes. Holler to the loaves he and the turns, fishes. He like makes food for people? Yeah, and he's like giving a sermon. And Why doesn't he like, teach a man to fish? Hungry. Um, because he also needed to show them a miracle. So that they would believe in him. Wait, so did he teach them to fish? I don't know. I don't think that's a biblical phrase. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where that, fi- that phrase came from, but probably somebody being like, yo, Jesus, help a bitch out. He was like, I will just... You can't just be coming back here every day doing miracles for us. We have to learn how to be self-sufficient and feed ourselves. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, that Jesus. I was talking to someone over the weekend and I was like, listen, if Jesus were here right now, like, I think we would actually get along really well. Probably. He's like a chill dude. He's like, whatever. I think everybody's chill. Let's smoke this doobie and talk about life. I don't know about that. Probably. I definitely think Jesus was a stoner. He might have been at the time. I don't know if he would be now because, like, I don't know. We know things about science and stuff. What? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. You what? Good things, bad things for you. you? I don't know. He you probably th- would be like clean living. That's what I. Think. So he'd vape. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Catholics are like very selective about what they teach you and Shocking. what you learn, and um. I, Have I don't you, know if it's true of everyone. Question. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's true of everyone's education, but I know that um, at least at my school, we weren't really told to like look into things. You know, we're not supposed to look into things ourselves. Oh my God, that's the polar opposite of we're the Jews. We're supposed to like just listen to what they say and remember it. Jews, <laughs> Jews are like, here's what the story says. Let's talk about it. Everybody give your opinion. We'll argue oh, about it. there's no opinions. Oh, everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> everybody's got six different opinions about, like, like Judy, I forget what the phrase is, but there's some, you know, like, cliche phrase about Judaism where you're like, you know, there's, there's six sides to every story in Judaism or whatever, because oh. everybody's got nine yeah. different opinions about shit. Um, and you argue and you argue and you're, that's all, like the school that like Yentl what's that called yeah that's it I know things yeah thank you you're welcome that's like all I live in a Jewish neighborhood it's all over buildings (laughs) that's like all yeshiva is 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 people like arguing you like read the text and then you argue about it and then like hopefully you all circle back to the same opinion you know you all come to the same conclusion but not necessarily I mean I don't know about Catholic seminary like where priests go to become priests Mm. But as far as I know... Does Catholicism doesn't have lady priests yet, right? No way. Okay. Just checking. No way, Jose. Um, We have nuns. Right. awesome. I love nuns. There's a book about lesbian nuns that I need to read. Oh, okay. Maggie told me about it. Anyway. 
we've gotten so off track. I know. It's <laughs> hunchback. It's creating discussion. You yes. See. Uh, anyway, April 5th. Go see it. Go see it. In it's Milburn. really, listen, have, have, go to the Milburn Diner. Yeah. They've got delicious food. It's quite cheap. Um, that's, yeah. Go yeah. Sp- speakeasy if you're mm-hmm. feeling fancy. Mm-hmm. Milburn's great. It's adorable. Yeah. It's really not that hard to get it there. Nope. Go do it. Oh, my gosh. We also what? saw Shosh the Bean? voice herself. Oh! Shoshana Bean. You guys. I love Shoshana Bean. I love her so much. Her voice is crazy. Her songs are wonderful. Yeah. I just really love how much she's grown as a songwriter oh, since yeah. I because after our concert, I like went back into my pictures and everything and found the picture I took with her at her CD signing. Mm-hmm. And it was like Oh, I saw that. It was like six years ago in April. And I was like, that's amazing. Like that I, you know, I've been listening to her her solo music for six years. And when you listen to the songs on her first album and you listen to the songs on the EP she just put out, like she's an amazing songwriter. Yeah. And like you could see the potential in the first album and the second album is just so fucking good. And the EP is amazing. And I just cannot wait, which I said to her face, I was like, I cannot wait to find out what music you're writing in the next like Mm. 10, 20, 50 years. Yeah. She's so good. And I, it's only the second time I've seen her. I went. We went oh, to that right. We went to that one at XL, at, yeah, which is now XL. 42 West. Is that? That's what I thought. Yeah. I looked at the website and I was real confused by it. Yeah. Um, so did they just wipe it? I have it's no idea like what's going on at that place. Or something? Everybody's there for Sondheim's birthday tonight. Yeah. Apparently the show started an hour late. No thanks. Yep. Was he there? No. Oh. I'm sure. I don't I mean, know. I would assume no. Just because it seemed fancier than all the other Stephen Sondheim <laughs> celebrations. Right. But I don't know why I was at 42 what West. Is no his offense. Life? Can you even imagine? Like, no, I mean, I know, but like, again, it's, we're still talking about it, but like, it's his birthday and there's all of these celebrations everywhere, yeah. every year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, Shoshana Bean. Shoshana Bean. She's so amazing. She's so incredible. And I know you say this and you do it, that you should see her whenever she's in New York because so it's true. few and far between. So true. And I feel like I'm going to really try to do a better job of making that a reality in my life. Yeah. Because the two times I've seen her have been amazing. Yeah. And she usually plays small venues that are, right. you know, 15 bucks, maybe a minimum, probably not. The only time she came to New York and I didn't see her was when she did uh, Jason Robert Brown's 54 Below concerts ah, and they were no. really expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. But every other, since she moved to LA, every time she's come to New York, I think I've seen like every show she's done. Well, especially if she does like a Shoshana Bean show. Right. When you she know? just is doing, because last time she was in New York, Last year, she did a show at the Cutting Room, and I went to it. I did not like the venue. The acoustics were not good for Shoshana Bean mm-hmm. because they were like, this is rock music. And I was like, turn the music down, turn the her mic up. Yeah. Also, I was at the back of the room. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my God, like the best. Listen, this show was excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few years ago, she did a show, like an acoustic set at Ars Nova that was like, Oh, so good. So incredible. Just yeah. wonderful. And I love, like, one of the songs that she sang, um, she was like, this is an old song, but, like, you probably don't know it. And she did it at the Ars Nova show, so I did know it. Ah. Um, and it was also a song that she said, she it was like, she, tell, she told this amazing story where she was basically like, 
Because she does shows in L.A. like basically like every single week. And it's the sort of shows I think where, you know, she'll go and she'll be like, I'm just testing out a new song. What do you guys think? And she had like done a song and she was like, I don't think it went over very well. And then like some adorable twink was like, that song was amazing. I loved it. (laughs) And she was like, oh, maybe it was good. And then when and so she like told that story and then sang the song and it was a great song. And I was so happy to see it resurface at this show. I was like, it is a great song. Have you ever done one of her, the like internet concerts that she's uh, done yes i have yeah, of course sometimes she does those yes too. you can do those too they're great i like a bunch of them were at times when i you know was at work or sure, at a show sure. or something like that but i watched one of them and it was it was awesome because it was like five dollars you stream it to your computer and it was just her and like a and a guitarist mm-hmm. like in her living room streaming and she just like sang shit it was That's fucking awesome. great oh my god she's the best her voice is so great her voice is and insanity. i know like i'm She's she's amazing, and I want her to keep doing everything that she's doing. And everyone in New York City is so selfish because we just want her to come back here <laughs> and do that, but also do musical theater. It's again. true. It's true. It's true. And I know that's not where her heart lies. Well, it I, might be I depending on projects. Well, I heard a rumor that right. she did a workshop of a musical in New York last year, and right. it was supposedly incredible. I don't literally don't know any other information about it. And I'm not like joking. Right. So depending on projects, I hope I hope there, whatever that show that was incredible like gets done and she does yeah. it because. I saw her in Wicked. You I guys. know that's crazy, right? Like I have loved her since Wicked. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I she was incredible. I wasn't here. She was in Because you, it was when you were visiting. Like, yeah, it was right? when I was visiting. I was like 17. Yeah, you just Stephanie, right? No. No. Is that when you came a different time? I feel like. No, Stephanie was doing. Oh, I can't believe you're making me remember I'm this. I'm sorry. Stephanie was doing Wicked on Broadway in 2008 when I was living in New York City and I didn't go see it because I didn't know who she was. Oh. Thanks for reminding me. Well, that means I could have seen her too, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know who Stephanie was until 9 to 5. Legit. I went to the very oh. first preview of 9 to 5, my friend Oliver, and he was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about Stephanie J. Block. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but I'm really excited about Megan Hilty because I saw her in Wicked. And at intermission or, like, at the end of the show, I was like, I ran out of theater screaming Stephanie's name. I was like, and I was hooked for life. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Same thing with Scandalous, huh? Yeah. I mean, even though you did know who Carly was and had actually right. seen her in and had actually seen her in the Adams family. family. But my Carly Carmelo aha moment was when we were at that Sardis oh, thing. Oh yeah. When we yeah. went to there was like a thing, a press thing we got invited to yeah. and Carly sang well, that, for though, such a time as this. Before that though, didn't she sing at Broadway on Broadway? And we were there for that too? She was wearing No, that was afterwards. Oh, was it after? That was after. Okay. Just, you know, white pantsuit. As yeah, usual. because by the time we were doing Broadway on Broadway, I was in, I had gotten real deep into the Carolee yeah. obsession. Mm-hmm. Like it happened very fast. Ah, well, sure. <laughs> As they usually do. Yeah. It yeah. was like, it was like I was standing on a high dive and she started <laughs> singing and I just jumped into the pool. Oh well, go see Shoshana. Because <laughs> that's what we were If you live about. in LA, oh listen, I, every time I see her in New York, I'm like, I could move to LA and see Shosh all the time. What? I could, no. Obviously, I would would never do that. But like, (laughs) but like, I think about also because when you subscribe to her mailing list, which is like important because when she does show, like this, this show sold out and sold out quite quickly, like, you know, that you want to be on the email list so you know about the New York shows when they're happening. But 
when you are constantly getting emails mm-hmm. from Shoshana Bean about her LA shows yeah. and you can't go to them, it's very yeah. painful. She's going abroad too. What? Where's she going? Those come through? What? Um, I can't remember. God, I love her. Yeah. Love her. Buy her albums. Yeah. Oh, Farrell Street is so good. Mm. So, so good. Yeah. I loved when she sang Naomi and we oh, were all like yeah. singing along. No, because I've heard Superhero, but oh only like a couple times. Naomi, Naomi. Oh my God. I love that song. It's so great. It's so great. I wish she had sang 116th too, because that's like <laughs> actually, that's probably like actually like the best song mm. on her first album. Um, it's like super sweet and like nostalgic about mm. like a relationship and everything. Naomi is just like, you Ridiculous wanted that. I just wanted to see the music video for that song from like yeah. 1996 oh, on right. MTV. And I you mean, know? it definitely has a, like a, <laughs> a like vibe a, to it. Yeah, an R&B vibe. Almost like 96 maybe is a little early. It's definitely like, like turn of the millennium. Like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, um, where my girl's at. Yes. Back and if you're yes, that, you that's know? exactly you know? what it is. Yeah. So call Naomi, your homie, like, your friend. Yeah. Or like, can you pay my bills? Yep. Can you pay my oh, telephone so bills? Right. Can you pay my automobiles? Oh, oh, I love it. Early I love Destiny it. Child. I love it. R.I.P. Latoya and Farah. Woof. I mean Latoya and Latanya. Farah was the other one. Oh, so many fallen members of Destiny's <laughs> Child. They're not dead, you guys. <laughs> um, just they're dead to Beyonce. Whoa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They sued her dad, so. Um, but then she fired him. So maybe they're all friends again. Probably not. I know. <laughs> Go see Shoshana Bean. Go see Shoshana Bean. Yeah. She's wonderful. We also did one of our favorite things to do, which was go see a high school production yes. of a musical to yes. see if we could scope out the st- future stars of musical theater. Listen, I will never throw away any playbills ever because you don't know, in 10 years, one no. of those kids that I saw in Rent at Frank Sinatra High School of the Performing Arts, might be on Broadway. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw you when you were in Rent when you were in high school. And they'll be like, that's weird that you remember that. Yeah. So listen, we're obviously not going to, like, pick pick it apart. These these are kids and they're students. And they were all great. It was fantastic. You know, I mean, it's a performing arts school. So on top of that, they're all going to be, there's a level of talent there that, that they have all reached. Right. Um, But it's just so fun seeing them. It is fun. Uh, I just feel like seeing a high school production of Rent, you just are seeing one little gay boy's dream come true to play Angel. Actually, two little gay boy's dreams coming true. Getting to play. Oh, what? Oh, Oh. I was going to say the guy that played Mark. Oh, that too. Gay boy's dream coming true. It's funny because Mark is not gay. Or at least it's hard to tell because Anthony Rath is Anthony Rath. And he was with Maureen, so he's at least bi. Right. Yeah. But yeah. He's like... Yeah, I could see how Mark could be a bisexual, but I think he's also just like, you know, like he, his mother would be like, he's just a sensitive boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, he's an artist. He's sensitive. Yeah. It was funny. I haven't seen Rent in a real long time. Me neither. So I was definitely like, whoa, I this show. I don't know. What about it? It's a period piece. Well, now it's definitely a period piece, especially none of those kids were born when this show premiered on Broadway. That's true. I or think my feeling was Broadway, was mostly I was like, I think, I mean, I used to like really, really, really love mm-hmm. Rent. like, And I still love Rent, but I certainly wouldn't put it anywhere in my top shows. I mean, it's not in my top shows either, but it definitely 
Um, I still love it and have like a you know a special nostalgic place in my sure. heart for it. And it ush- not that rock musicals didn't exist before, but it ushered in a a, a new era for them. It made them okay because I think mm. the seventies and the eighties. Like there was a rough patch there where those those shows weren't doing well anymore. That's true. And then and then they weren't, you know, the late '80s and early '90s were sort of the big bombast mm. of the Andrew Lloyd Webber post mm. Jesus Christ Superstar and Bubbly and Schoenberg. Bubbly and Schoenberg. Yeah, yeah. And then Rent was like, hey, we can do music like this too mm. again, guys. I think part of my reaction to it was like I was thinking about the concept of selling out and getting kind of frustrated by their opinions of selling out. Like how Mark is like, no, I'm not going to go work for the TV show. And you're like, but like that's not having a job is not selling out. Well, yeah. To be honest, if I saw this show now, you knew I'd probably be like, oh, God. (laughs) Get yeah. over yourselves. I mean, I'm sorry you have AIDS, but the well, but rest of it. The, mostly, <laughs> mostly Mark, because he's yeah. the only one that has like a viable job offer that sure, he is actively true. turning down. Yeah. And well, you're like, also, I would really like to see the documentary that he made because all we ever get to see of it is like the credits where people yeah. are laughing and smiling and yeah. it's just like. There's no dial. I would really like what was his documentary about? It was just like about him and his friends like hanging out. I would love to see it. Mm. Um, I guess him, I guess uh, him uh, not taking that job doesn't bother me now. Maybe it would again if it was fresh, but because it's like a like a infotainment sleazy inside edition type of show, you know, I'm I'm just like. I mean, I don't know. New York was cheaper in the early 90s. Yeah. But, like, that, that yeah. I don't think exists. Well, I'm, now, in no. New York, people who are sure. like, I'm only going to live off my art and nothing else. That's impossible. Well, I'm certainly with you in that even when I was young, I I liked the song Rent. I didn't really understand the concept of, like, oh, we're going to get kicked out because we haven't paid our rent. How do they pay for food? How how do you not pay your rent? That's the first thing I pay. And all my other bills can wait until I've paid my rent. The rent one is the only one I give them because Benny lied. You know, Benny was like, you can stay here for free. And then was like, wait, but I need a year's worth of rent. Like, that's not cool. But I'm also, I'm like, where would, how are they paying for food? None of them had any jobs. (laughs) Angel, no, that's not true. Tom Collins had a job. job. But like, so I don't understand. Was Tom Collins like buying them groceries? They didn't have a fridge. Did they have electricity? Like they had the fire. They were like burning school books. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and then sometimes they're like, the, the light, the power went out. But like, yeah. so they didn't have heat, but they did have electricity. But they were squatting in a building. There's no electricity in buildings that you're squatting in. Well, you can squat in an apartment that you've lived in. The building doesn't have to be like, they close it later. Hmm. But at the beginning, uh, like if you stopped paying your rent in this apartment, 
Yeah, I would have squatters, right? So you I could stay here for like six months or something. as long as you were still paying the electric bill, you'd still have power. Oh, good point. Good point. I don't, okay, but how are they paying the electric bill? I don't know. Because legally, they can't turn off the power. Because even if you're squatting, that's like creating an unlivable situation for you. That is interesting. Yeah. I just mostly it was because it was a high school production. It was the first first night, and so no no like I'm not faulting them for anything. Sure, it felt real long because there were a lot of clunky scene changes. Yeah, and maybe I don't remember it feeling that long. I know it's long, and it's like almost sung through, so maybe that right. adds to it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, God, rent is long. That first act is real long. long. Also, because like the entire first act happens in like a day, and then the second act happens in a year. Yeah, it's weird. Weird timeline, Jonathan yeah. Larson. You tell him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all the kids were great. Wait, you know what I want to point out? Yeah. Just just because I feel like this is like a PSA for the world, because I feel like this is something that is constantly misconstrued. Jonathan Larson died of a brain oh, aneurysm, yes. not from AIDS. Not from AIDS. Everyone always thinks that Jonathan yeah. Larson died from AIDS. He did not die from AIDS. He had a brain aneurysm. I will admit to thinking that at one no, point. No, I totally yeah. thought that at one point, because you, when you are like, oh, this person wrote this show that's a lot about AIDS. He also is dead. So he, he died probably young. died from AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You just make the Fill assumption the without like yeah. looking it up. He died from a brain aneurysm, yes. you guys. Yes. I do sometimes think about if he had not died, what Jonathan Larson shows we would have now. Yeah. Like we'd have a lot of great stuff. Absolutely. I love Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Damn aneurysms. <sighs> I'm going to start a ribbon campaign. <laughs> you can't predict them. They just come out of nowhere. If you can go see high school productions of shows, do it. Do it. There. Listen, all you gotta it's hard to get a ticket. Yeah. You gotta get in there and get get in fast and get buy your ticket. Well, families buy tickets and they, they do. But listen. Also, I do you know what I love so much? What? Because I was this person. If I wasn't in the show, I was this person in the audience. I know what you're gonna say. Just the Whenever it's like random person who has a line or a little solo and one pocket of the audience is mm. like, Whoa! yeah, I love <laughs> it. It's like, just I love it. Friend. Totally. And <laughs> like so at the excited. end of every single song, no matter what has happened and yeah. how positive or negative the performance was, it's so it's such a positive energy yeah. in the audience. Yeah. The middle aged gentleman who was sitting next to me, who was checking his phone <laughs> during the entire first act. Oh, no. oof, then during the second act, put his phone away and seemed to really enjoy the show after the sex song he was like that was cool no he said that was good and then later he said i forget what else happened something else happened he goes cool oh yeah because also this was full rent it was was full rent rent. oh did contact they did that song weird as contact usually is but also because i was like hot heat sex red (laughs) was it bad for you it was bad. That for was me. the only part that uh, at first, I mean, I was like, holy shit, they're actually doing this. But I didn't, I thought that the way they were doing it was really well yeah. done. I thought it was I mean, great. It's similar. Like, it's always like under a sheet. Right. And sort of I loved like, it. And yeah. then it was when they, when they get to that point in the song where they're like, was it good for you? Oh, ow, don't do that. And then I was like, now it's all really about, well, no, it's now it's weird. Yeah. Also, because that's how it's going to be, kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably all having well, sex already. And then it's so weird because right after that, they're like, was it Angel's dead. It was bad for me. I'm done. I'm done. 
or like it's it's over. Oh, they said it's over. It's, it's over. over. And then Tom Collins is like, it's, it's over. over because Angel fucking died. That Jonathan Larson, I have notes. And people were like laughed a little bit, right? Because no, oh, the guy happened. next to me, la- yeah, because they were because they were like, it's over, and you're like, haha, what? Oh God, no, it's yeah. over. No, it's Angel a very awkward. It's a terrible scene transition, Jonathan Larson. Yeah, I mean, maybe he meant for it to be though. Not terrible, but like shocking. Shocking. All right, that's impactful. Um, and maybe I can't remember. Maybe it would be less weird not in a high school audience. Maybe I don't remember. I think also maybe it was a little confusing if if that the scene change was much more like quick. Yeah, because it was a little scuffling and everything. Oh um, yeah, yeah, everybody had to get off stage. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Great job, kids. Well done. We saw well done, the everyone. Orange Or- cast. Yeah, orange cast. Yeah. Orange cast. Good job, orange cast. Let's go, orange cast. I'm blue cast. I bet you did great. Yeah. Oh, circling back, as you said you were going to, you were in Boston this weekend. I was in Boston this weekend. I saw the Speakeasy Stage Company's New England premiere production of Big Fish, a musical adventure beyond belief. Can I say one more thing about Rent? Oh, yes. This has always bothered me. The song that Roger writes... That's quote his one great song. Isn't one song glory? Great, no, that's the song he sings about writing the great song. Oh, that's a great song. Great song is your eyes that he sings to Mimi as she's dying, and it is a boring song. Oh, I always thought his song that was his one great song was one song glory. No, that's the song about (laughs) writing the song, and it's better. One Song Glory is a great song. Oh, it's a great song. So he did write one great song. It wasn't the song he thought it was. (laughs) That happens sometimes. That's it. He opened up a restaurant in Santa Fe. No, he came back. Okay, you know what? Actually, let me just say, this is the biggest problem I have with Rent. That fucking scene at the end where she falls off and then comes back to life and is like, I saw Angel. That's bullshit. That whole scene is bullshit. If you're ODing on heroin or going through withdrawal from heroin, you don't just fall asleep for 10 minutes and then wake back up, totes fine. Well, there is a line that they said, her fever is breaking. Which so like she, if you have so a crazy had she been high fever and it breaks, going through withdrawal for like two weeks, and then herself. all of a sudden, no, I'm sorry, that scene, it, I, I, I am not emotionally impacted by it because it, it, it makes me angry and it frustrates me. Also, I'm just like, I thought this show was about realism and about AIDS, not about people being, a, you know, woken up by true love's kiss. Well, it's based on an old opera. I know. So. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Rent is not an original musical, what? jerks. That's like, I feel like Rent is oh, the yeah. show that everybody really, likes to really be really like, um, why don't people write original musicals anymore like Jonathan Larson wrote Rent? And you're like, why don't you say like Jonathan Larson wrote Tick, Tick, Boom? Yep, which was based on his life, so is it really that original? I don't think so. I mean, no source material whatsoever is the only way it's original. Yeah. Just like. Oh, Calcutta. <laughs> I was trying to think of the other ones oh, they name and title of show. Quamina. That's the one I was actually Starlight Express. Yes. I was listening to the title of show the other day and I was frustrated by that song, but then not frustrated. But only because I was like, don't perpetuate that idea. Well, but you, they're like no, but, not because they're parodying well, that's it. The point. But also I don't I I think stupid people think that think that and it frustrates me. But you can't not make it because stupid people will misunderstand. True. You. Oh, that's so true. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Don't then apologize you just, for your jokes, then everybody. You just correct them. 
don't apologize for your jokes. I mean, if you get a chance in the right venue, then you correct them right. or you just let them be dumb. Yeah. Sometimes you just uh, hope you let dummies be dumb. Get through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to Big Fish. Big Fish. I love the show Big Fish. <gasps> Me too. Real good. Real good. Lots of changes. Um, it was a cast of 12. Oh. Um, so it was a very small cast. Um, I thought I liked what they, I thought, I, th- I liked. I thoughts. Yeah, I had thoughts. I feel like I, I thought it worked with 12 people. I like that it says it's the New England premiere. It is the New England premiere. Why? It's like the first time. Well, I get that. Wait, is New York isn't New York part of New New England? It's not technically part. It's like the Eastern Seaboard, but it's not New England. Oh, okay. Um, Well, like I thought the show worked with only twelve people, um, and I liked the way they had like they put the girl that played Josephine. They like put her in a lot of scenes, and then sometimes she would like she would like be you know doing an ensemble track in Mm -hmm. in the like in the circus scene or whatever, and then she would like step out of it and take her mask off and like say Josephine lines and then go back into it. And I thought it totally worked and I really liked it. Um, uh, The parts that I didn't like in this production was the complete ripoff of the Broadway direction Mm. um, and the complete and utter lack of sets. Um, There was, I'm not shitting you. I am not shitting you. There was no like show curtain. So when you entered the theater, there was like 20, no, not that many, 12. There was probably 12 chairs of different varieties on stage then the beginning, the cast came on, sat down in their chairs, sat for like two beats, and then got up, picked up their chair, and took it off stage, and then the show started. Why? I have no fucking like, idea. Like pre-show? No clue. What's that called? Just pre-show, I guess. No clue. That. There was no purpose for it. Then at the, at the very, very end of the show, like after the curtain call, they like went back. They brought their chairs back out after the curtain call. They went, they sat in their chairs, took a beat, and then they stood up and walked off. And I was like, why would you, what, after the curtain call? You're all just going to sit in their chair? That's and so then It made no sense. What do you think they were trying to say with that? <laughs> I think I think that it was the only um, thing that the director thought like contributed, but it didn't work hmm. because li- I mean everything else was just I like mean, a cheap it, version of what was on Broadway. I guess it doesn't surprise me that much, although maybe because the West Coast premiere, Kate Baldwin said they were just using all the stuff, but that's like they, they like got ship they ship the sets out to do that right. because the, I don't know about the sets, but definitely she was like they're wearing my shoes. Right, that girl was wearing her yeah. wig. But shoes don't make any sense because people have different size feet. So I don't, I don't. Well, if don't she was that. lucky enough to have the same size feet as Kate Baldwin, yeah. But, um, but this obviously they wouldn't be like, you can use all of our stuff, right? I mean, I like I have mixed feelings about it because I found it really enjoyable. I was like really happy. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I guess I feel like I think the material holds up. That's good. Um, in a not that's a well done production. I'm afraid of that. That's why I think right. I didn't see the Catch Me Tour also because it wasn't equity. Right. So, um, but I was like, do I want to risk seeing that show or do mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. keep my memories mm-hmm. of yeah. Norbert and Aaron and Carrie? And- yeah, I thought, and you know what was funny too? Like the cast, I actually thought the cast was really good. It was a great yeah. cast. The guy that played Edward Bloom was okay. Mm. I don't want to say I'm not such a negative person that I'm going to say that he was terrible, um, but he certainly is not who I would cast, nor did he have the energy that I think that is required mm. of that character. Like, he he felt like, like, Norbert Leo Butts, 
I feel like that character is like normally a butts is has so much energy. Yeah. And somebody like Robin Williams just has so much energy. And the character of Edward Bloom has a lot of energy. Yeah. And this guy had no energy. Mm. He was like saying all the lines and like doing all the things, but he didn't like embody the character at all. Mm. And his voice was a little weak. Um, but everyone else, I loved Aubin Wise, who played the witch. She, her voice is great. Perfect. Yeah. Really, she hit all them runs, um, and she was, she was fantastic. Um, I liked their costumes, too. I mean, they were just like a cheap version yeah, of similar. the Broadway costumes. Yeah. Um, but they were good. Sarah Shock, I think, um, who played Jenny Hill. Um, I thought she was good, too. Good. I, I, She was a little over the top when she was playing Jenny Hill cheerleader, uh. but she punched me in my heart when she was playing oh, old lady so jenny hill her old lady jenny hill was fucking incredible yeah it was really wonderful and really i like you know what actually here's what i feel about this production in this show mm-hmm. and what it did to me like i know i cried when i saw big fish on broadway but i didn't cry as hard as i cried at this production because i think sometimes i just think a show needs to marinate and oh, it like marinated yeah. in me for a year. And then I saw this production and I cried so hard oh. through the end of the show. And it really, the, the like end of the show really hit me. Like it, I don't think it ever did when I saw it on Broadway. I think I on Broadway was like, Kate Palmer's voice so pretty. Yeah. Well, you were saying the same thing about John and Jen. Right. Yeah. Kate Baldwin stopped taking me out of it. She takes me out Don't of the show. her for that. I know. I know. She's so you beautiful. She's so perfect. Amy Doherty, who played Sandra was great. Yeah. I thought she was wonderful. She a redhead? This was my problem. <laughs> they gave her a red wig when yeah. she was wham bam, I'm a little lamb. But the rest of the time, that was a brown wig. Weird. It was a brown wig. It was not red. Huh. I mean, maybe like if you were closer, it had like reddish hue to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. He talks way too much about meeting the girl with the red hair and goes to Auburn University. Yeah. She she needs to have well, very to be fair, red hair. Auburn is more like a reddish brown than but like this. A she had like red. a red wig, know, know, and then she had a brown the wig. Wigs, also, they I'm didn't. Sure. I wanted her to have a. She didn't have a gray wig. She didn't have oh. an old lady wig. So oh. she she looked also like way younger than the guy mm. that was playing Edward. Oh. Um, so that was weird. Yeah, she was wonderful. She was really. She was really wonderful. Just guys, directors, come on, get your own fucking concept. Come up with your own shit. So you said, though, that the things were rearranged. and, and Oh, like, okay. So. Mm. Magic and the Man was put back in the show. Magic and the Man was put back in. This, um, there are two, that Two Men in My Life song oh, that yeah. was gone. <gasps> I like that song. Well, she, had ma- she got to sing Magic and the Man. I like that song, too. Um, and then. What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> This River Between Us was put back in, and Red, White, and True was taken out. Mm. Oh, the um, the Western number. Oh, yeah? Gone. <gasps> oh. Totally gone. That's a bummer. I think I'm- that the changes they made, like, obviously cutting that song and Red, White, and True are, like, to make the production cheaper so yeah. that people can actually do it. Sure. Making it 12 people, 12 actors, mm-hmm. they're making it cheaper because, like, that is a lot of costumes yeah. you have to get. And red, there's, like, literally not even enough humans to do red, white, and true. Um, and, like, money and stuff. I wonder, 
I wonder, though, what's the licensing rules? I, I would assume that this version is what's licensed now. But is it the only one you can do? I have no because, idea. Because, I mean, obviously, if they're, if they're putting look those... It, look it up. Who, who has it, maybe? I don't know. Because, like, if they're doing the cut songs, uh, I would, you know, they have to have the, the music available for that. So, obviously, they've made that music available. Right. But I wonder if there are well, like, I was thinking, different versions you could do. Maybe. I was thinking about um, when I was listening to the cast recording um, on my way home, I was like, they must have had an inkling because they recorded them, put them on the cast recording, like as bonus tracks. But bonus, bonus tracks. That's like a really important thing for like, if you're somebody out in the middle of nowhere being like, I want to do a show and you go into MTI's website, like the first thing that happens when you look on a show's page is it starts playing the cast recording. Ah, it, it's on, on theatricalrights.com. Weird. Well, if anyone knows. Is. Oh, here. Wait. In the, in the playbill. Wait, what website are you on? Theatrical rights. Yeah. So this must, this, oh, okay. the version that I saw must be the licensed version because in my playbill it says Big Fish is presented through a special arrangement with and all authorized performance materials are supplied by theatrical rights worldwide. Oh. I wonder which, I wonder if this is the same version of the show that Emily Skinner is going to be doing in Oklahoma this summer because if Emily Skinner is going to sing Magic and the Man, I need to be there. Anyway. Tell your high school to do Big Fish. Yeah. Do it. Big casting news. Big. Holy shit. Huge. Casting Holy news. shit, big casting news. Very exciting. Oh my God. Speaking of the Paper Mill Playhouse in beautiful mm. Melbourne, New Jersey. I cannot wait to go back there to see Ever After. Ever After. I'm so fucking excited about Ever After. I am so excited about Margot Seibert. Am I crazy? I was going to go back and listen, but did we say, did we mention her as someone when we were talking about Danielle? I feel like we Maybe did. Maybe we did. Maybe. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, let me know if we didn't. Because I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. Yep. Um, but I'll go back and listen. She definitely was not cast until we mentioned it on no, the no, podcast. No, no, no. Not at all. No. I'm pretty, because, you we know. We came up with that. Everyone knows us. Yeah. And they they listened to our suggestions. To our podcast, yeah. And we're like, oh, that's a good idea. Exactly. We never thought of that. Margo, I love her. Yeah. I'm so excited. She's going to be great. <laughs> Christina Ubersol is Christina in the show. Well, we knew that. I already. know, but I just it's keep like thinking about it. I listened to Great Gardens today and mm. I was thinking about how amazing Christine Ebersol is. And I was thinking about going to see the show because you know that we're going to go to the party afterwards and we're probably going to talk to her. I, know. I love Christine I I'll talk I... to her about My Girl too. No, <laughs> you're never going to talk to people about My Girl too. I'll be like, Christine Ebersol, I interviewed Anna Klumsky and I did not mention My Girl too. And then I'll be like, Staunch! <laughs> and then uh, maybe Kelly Bishop will be there. Then we'll be I'll escorted be like, out of the party. I'll be like, ladies, I'm so sorry that Edward Herman passed as he played your husband. Oh, three husbands. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Do you but think then, they're friends? I hope so. Do you, where's where does Christine Ebersol live? Does she also live in Jersey? Do I they think, get together and have lunch? I think she lives in New York. She yeah, she city. seems like a New York lady. She seems like an Upper West Sider. I mean, she was out in L.A. for a while, and I think she has a house there. She's a rich but, lady, I'm sure. Yeah, but She's she lives Christina in New York, herself. I think. I really want to watch Richie Rich right now. I think it might be on Netflix. It's an excellent film. It's really great. And that... What is the song they sing? Side by Side. <gasps> so good. Singing a song. Oh, my God. Side by Side. It's so great. I love Christine Eversall. Yeah. So much. She's the best. So much. I love when she pops up in things and I go, oh, Christine Eversall. Remember when 
everyone in musical theater was infuriated that she was on that movie poster and everyone else's name was on the movie poster besides Christine. Everyone else. Everyone else. There was like 20 people on the movie poster and the only one whose name wasn't on there was Christine Ebersole. The the wedding Something about a wedding. Didn't see it. that's a different movie. I didn't see the film. Me neither. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, (laughs) Well, God bless America. God bless Christine Uh, Ebersole. Yes. I worship her. Um, and Margot and James Snyder, who I think will be fun from If Then. Oh, he's going to be Prince Henry. Oh, happy closing yeah. If Then. I know. If Then closed today. Sad stuff, yeah. guys. I wish I could have seen it again. I really, I really wanted yeah, to see I it wouldn't... again, but I didn't have the time. Yeah. And I love LaShawn's. I hope she's not mad at me. Why would she be mad at you? Because I didn't come see the show again. Oh. I don't think she's mad at you. Do you think she remembers that she follows me on Twitter? That's a weird question. I mean, if she pays attention to her She never faves any of my tweets. I feel like... (laughs) Okay, this is... Moving on. It's fine. I have (laughs) therapy tomorrow. It's fine. Who else? Tony Sheldon. Oh, that's exciting. Also, because when I was watching that movie over again, like, six months ago, I was like, are they... What? Are they keeping in this character? Because this character is nonsense, but Tony is perfect for that. I know. I'm so excited. It could also be... James Monroe Aglehart. Mm, he's already playing a wizard. <laughs> it's a genie. And Da Vinci's not a wizard. But whatever. But like, I feel like I would like to see James Monroe mm. Aglehart in that part. Mm. Because he's got that like yeah, weird energy. Only, he, I feel like he'll be, a, he's going to be in Aladdin for a long time. No, he'll be in Aladdin until it closes. Yeah. yeah. Hope not. If it, I hope if it has a real long run, he's not in it. I mean, I hope that too. Yeah. Because we talked about this before, Marcy and Zena. And do you know what I was thinking? I think what? it's so strange. I thought for a long time, thought those were their last names because when we talk about composers especially you thought marcy and Zena were their last names well because it's aaron's and flaherty and it's oh. rogers and hart and it's rogers and hammerstein okay and for a long time because that's how people refer to them marcy and Zena, until i saw it written <laughs> out um that's funny i i was like oh those are their first names i don't know what their last names are goldrich which one's that marcy <laughs> i'm not sure I no, mean, it's Zena Goldrich. Ah, she favored Marcy. Not sure. Well, let's see. It's Marcy Heisler and Zena Goldrich. Jew and Jew. I'm very excited about that show. I'm even more excited. Everything I learned. Even more excited? How do you know? What? You're more excited than I am? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> even more excited than I already was. Oh. <laughs> I'm even more excited than you. That's not what I meant. It's not a competition. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm extremely excited about this show. I'm more excited. It's a great film. Yeah, I really. Okay, Margot Seibert, wonderful. Maybe I'll watch it this week. Watch it. If you're going to watch it, right. watch it right, right now. Right, right, right. right now. Like, well, I can't watch it right now. <laughs> doing this. <laughs> tomorrow night. Maybe tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Not any later. Okay. You don't want it to mess with your perception right. of know, the show. I know, I know, I know. All right, good. Yeah. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Oh, man, you guys. This is the most important Carolee Carmelo update that has ever happened in the history of the Carolee update. Which is from, like, November. <laughs> we are going to interview Carolee Carmelo. That's all. You okay? I'm really ex- I'm kind of crying right now. It's fine. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited to talk to her. Yeah. I love her. I'm really so excited. So we're going to do that this week. So well, send us questions if you have questions for her. Yeah, because I'm going to lose the ability to speak, and I'm going to need some things to say to her. that I'm are. just going to look you in your face. Holy shit! 
And she's going to expect you to say words to her. That's really difficult. You could do it. You've done it before. I know. Yeah. I know. I love her so much. It's going to be great. <sighs> it's going to be great. Remember remember when we went to see Fine in Neverland and we talked to her after the show for like 10 minutes? Remember when um, she did a video with us and she sang to us in the video? Honestly, I can't even watch that video because it makes me nauseous. Like in the best way. Like I, I like somebody mentioned was... I was talking about Carolee Carmelo, yeah. as I do constantly. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, blah, 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 that video, blah, blah, let's watch it. And I was like, I can't, I can't watch it. I cannot watch it. And he, like, put it on, and I was like, Because uh. <laughs> it, like, freaks me out. Why? Because it's, like, terror. I, like, don't, it's, like, a dream. I don't believe it really happened. Oh. I mean, I know it happened. Yeah. But, like, watching it is surreal. Because doing it was surreal. It was yeah. extremely surreal. And watching it remind like, is so surreal. So she's, like, sitting next to us. She, like, puts her arm around yeah. me, and she sings in my face. Yeah. And she's Carolee Carmelo, and I worship her. She's my favorite. So excited. Don't tell anyone else I said that. Don't tell my other favorites that she's my favorite. Oh, I won't. She's my favorite. Okay. No one's going to hear that. No one's going to hear that you said that. <laughs> what do you think she's going to say when we tell her about the Carolee update? I think she's going to be like, I wish there were more things for you to update on. That's adorable. Right? Yeah, I think that's what she'll say. Great. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet, Tweet of the, the Week. On March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 1.25 a.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, I just used a hotel bathroom towel to wipe barbecue sauce off my hands, so don't tell me Sopranos aren't rock and roll. <laughs> At 1.25 a.m., that's pretty rock and roll. Laura you Benanti, go, Laura. You eat whatever you ate with that barbecue sauce, <laughs> which is probably she just, like, dipped her finger in barbecue sauce. And it's like, mm, flavor. <laughs> no, man, she can eat calories right now because she's working that's it true. all off all yeah, day yeah, long. Yeah, that's true. She's kicking she her heels to, like, and shit. Carbo load. Yeah. Get it, girl. I can't wait to see that show. I don't. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. Derek Huff is doing Dancing with the Stars in L.A. and doing the Spring Spectacular. How? I don't know. Wait, what? What's their filming schedule? Well, Monday nights is live. So he, the, his Wait, but partner, doesn't he have to, like, rehearse all well, the time? his partner is Nastia Lukin, who's a gymnast, and she's probably out here. And wait, but how's he going to rehearsal for the Spring Spectacular and rehearsing? How's he doing that? I don't know, man. They just he must first, have an evil twin double. They just had the first episode Monday, so it was really only like one week of doubling. They're opening this week, so like a week and a half of double rehearsals. Which That's... that bitch has been dancing since he was like born. So wait, is he the dance person or is he the celebrity person? He's the dance person. So he's also choreographing those numbers and teaching them. Shit. But he well, is, that actually he's really good and the judges oh love God. him so he usually gets someone who's really good and he got a gymnast. Right, so. cuz I was going to say like if the other person is the the celebrity person then she's the one that has to do more work cuz yeah. he I'm he's also one of those people who I'm sure he could like you could dance someone could do like an hour long dance and he could like do it perfectly right after yeah. them cuz he just can like yeah. imprint that stuff immediately. But holy shit, what, well, you know, just bravo, know, right? sir. It bravo. I heard that he was doing it, and I watched that nonsense show because it's fun and nonsense. And then I was watching the episode, last Monday's episode, and I was like, I like, I, the full realization <laughs> of what he was doing came to me. And That's I was like, amazing. Derek Huff, are you crazy? That's incredible. Yeah. Well done, sir. Very, yeah. I'm very impressed. Can't wait to I see like it. those Huffs. Yeah, I know you do. You know, Julianne is a judge now on the <gasps> show. God. 
I bet their parents are so proud. I'm sure. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm very proud of them. I don't know them at all. That's just exciting. Yeah. That's just exciting for yeah. them. They've worked so hard and it's all paid off. It's true. It God. hasn't paid off as much as I think she wanted it to because she's not. Well, she's got time. She's what, star. like 25 or something? Yeah. She's, she's fine. Right. She's young. She's fine. Footloose wasn't what foot she thought Footloose would be. Oh, I love Footloose. Her country album wasn't what she thought she country what? album should be. She had a country album? Yeah. Get it. Was it good? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I loved her in Footloose. Mm, she was delightful. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see, see live theater. theater.